And we're live on the Pete the Planner show. It's been a uh, a roulette wheel of co-hosts over the last several weeks. Sometimes we'll get Damon Kristen. Sometimes we'll just get Kristen. And this week, to the delight of his mother, we get Dame. Hello, Dame. I thought you were going to continue with that roulette metaphor and say we crapped out this week and got Dame. I guess that'd be a craps metaphor. It would be craps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My gambling skills are top notch. I'm big in Vegas. Boy, uh, Kristen is, and she might be there right now. But Dame, you uh, back from the Auburn Cord Duesenberg Festival where you got to see people drive around in cars. Yeah, very unique opportunity to see people drive cars. It was great. Jameson makes it almost on time. Actually, on time. Let, why are yeah, we busting yeah. shops? Jameson, Howard Lincoln, and the rest of the fam. Hope everyone's well. What's weird is when Jameson started listening to this show, his his now teen son was like a like a like a kid. This kid's like a man now. I don't want to say we raised his kid, but I feel like we did. How many uh, co-hosts has Jameson gone through on this show? <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a great question. Jameson, how many co-hosts? Uh, good morning, Big Rick Swink. Uh, hello, Andy. Hello. Good to be with you. Um, they're on the East Coast. I-, I like the community we've built here. I really do. Same. It's a, it's, it's a nice little neighborhood of familiarity and uh, uh, pithy comments. It's great. Ah, pithiness. Uh, good day, Danza. Danza came up at the office uh, the other day. Lincoln's a senior. He was named to the homecoming court, says Jameson. Oof. Can we stack the ballot box and vote for uh, for Lincoln for a homecoming court? So, Dame, I was the prom king. I don't know if I ever told you this. Right, it seems like a big flex on a Friday, but congratulations. Well, no, we're talking about homecoming court. I, I was just going to give you my experience as a prom king, just in case Jameson needed to pass on some wisdom. Okay, let's, let's have it. Yeah, what, what is your uh, number one tip for someone on the homecoming court? It is, well, actually, I was about to, um, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> uh, um, it, it seems somehow important at the time, but it's not. And then the more distance you get from it, it seems utterly ridiculous. Which I not to not to rain on the parade because it's it, your kid, your you know it's great and it's fun. My girlfriend at the time was the queen, you know, and so it's like it's neat. But then you stop caring. You've got your crown somewhere, don't you? I do. Yeah. Um, actually, I did. Oh, you want to hear a story? Brian Pankins joins us. Um, so about oh, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Had a little mouse problem. Had a little mouse problem because uh, we lived across from like a, a field. And so the field mice uh, found their way into uh, our home, into our basement. Uh, and so I, as a trapper and a keeper, mm-hmm. so chose to trap and then not keep some of the mice that came into our home. And uh, when we saw their droppings, what we found is an old box of memorabilia, old box of memories uh, had been uh, perpetrated by said mice and had been living inside my prom king crown. So think about that. There is a mouse living like King Ralph in a prom king crown that then I threw away and it felt like that was the best thing to do. Oh, look at this. Caitlin Elanius joins us because Kristen's on vacation how disappointed is Caitlin going to be in the show today? Now that there's, I, I, oh no, there's a very high likelihood that uh, Kristen is watching right now. 
Jameson, I, I love all this inside baseball. Dane, what did I say right before we went to air today? Uh, that you have something to do and you need to keep this tight. <laughs> uh, Jameson notes, uh, Link is very humble, kind of embarrassed by it all. Yeah, I feel that. But still a lot cool that others thought of him enough to nominate him. He's a good kid. Exactly. Right? Dane, what do you think about the the HOCO um, proposals the kids are doing these days? The, the, do you know about ho- this? The, the, the HOCO proposals? Homecoming proposals? Is that we're, we're, we're cool enough that we're abbreviating homecoming now because we don't have that kind of time? Well, I feel like uh, we where I said I needed to move along yeah. expeditiously today. I believe we should not waste the time calling homecoming homecoming. We should call it Hoko. I'm, I'm assuming these proposals are in the same vein of like the the promposals. They had just the the overblown, incredibly planned. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll I ask you this um, again in the moment. Your kid, what's it matter? You're just you're in the moment. It's fun. It's what people are doing. Do you look back? Is it like a tattoo? And you look back like, why do I have a Sigma Chi tattoo on my ankle? Like, do you look back and you're like, what brothers in bonds? Why is that on the, the small of my back? Like, is it the same thing? I don't know. I mean, it seems like, yeah, actually, I it probably will be something you'll look back on and go like, man, that was really outlandish. Are you going to bring up in current events that the Queen of England was worth $500 million at her passing? Nope. Okay. All right. Let's start the show. Um, do you, uh, I just got that slack that I read and it distracted me. <laughs> Gosh. Rookie move. Someday I will learn. Um, okay. Here we go. Oh, by the way, um, well, I'll say it on the air. I'll say it on the air. I'll say it on the air. Okay. In a positive way, Dan. Please. In three. Uh oh. Not ready. <clears throat> Uh, I have a new employer um, as it relates to radio. Our, our station got purchased by Radio One. And so I signed my employment agreement this week with uh, Radio One, no longer MS. And so we are now, I am a Radio One employee. And you are an indentured servant. Yeah, I was curious as to why there was no uh, agreement that I had to sign. I mean, I'm here almost every week. Yeah, you know what? I think it's because you missed last week, and so we made a change. Well, you know what? That's fine. I just pulled up my calculator to time the show. It's been a long week. <laughs> Holy crap. Let, let, let me know how that goes for you. Okay, well, it is. I just spelled 8008. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. This week on the Pete the Planner Show, we answer your money questions. Here's how the show works. You email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. That's askpete at petetheplanner.com, and we'll answer your questions. Maybe. By we, I mean mon frere. Damien Dunn, no relation, vice president of advice here at your Moneyline. Hello, Dame. Hello, Pete. Dame, I want to acknowledge that uh, as this airs today on the air, it is the anniversary of September 11th. And so, uh, of course, our our thoughts and and respect with all the families and Americans affected by that tragic day. So can't let that go without passing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, a somber day as of uh, remembrance and uh, something that won't soon be forgotten. All right, Dan, we've got several topics for the day. Uh, the first is an email question that came in, oddly enough, addressed to Kristen. Yeah. So Kristen's not here. She is on, what is she doing? Is she on a sabbatical? Is that what people call vacations now? Last I knew, she was wrestling with a ceiling fan trying to get that working. So uh, hopefully she has all of her limbs still left. Yeah, if she doesn't, also okay. Dear Kristen, I'm 48-year-old married and the father of two preschoolers. Okay, I'm going to pause there. 
at this point in time, this could have been in her DMs. You know what I mean? Like this could have been like some guy that's like, hey, I like you on the show. Alas. Time to swipe left. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm going to keep reading it. I want you to think through the lens of this is some married guy hitting on Kristen. And I want you to tell me when it goes off the rails. Like okay. when, yeah. you know, guys are notoriously like, you know, single guys will have like a, a picture of them holding up bass on like tender. And it's like, I think, I think ladies like this fish. So yeah. guys are terrible at reading. Okay. So here we go. Start over. Okay. So I'm going to start over. And what are you going to say? The second I, I, I've lost the interest of a, of a young paramour. You'll know. Okay. Dear Kristen, I'm 48-year-old married and the father of two preschoolers. There it is. There it is. There it absolutely is. It 100%. Yeah, I'm done. No, thank you. Um, I spent 30s goofing around and also paying down student loans. Sounds like a good time. Okay. I'm finally out of debt as of four years ago and worried about my retirement. I recently left a low-paying job for a better job and now make 120,000 American dollars. My wife makes 40,000 American dollars. We have two kids under the five years old. We have less than $100,000 in retirement savings, a $270,000 mortgage, and put $2,000 a child per year into 529s. Okay. You getting right. a feel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I need to start saving aggressively for retirement. I signed up for 10% contributions to traditional 401k at my new job. And we'll do another 5% or 6k in a Roth IRA for a total of $16,000 for the year for the next 18 to 20 years. Can you pull up a calculator on that piece right there as I continue I on? on yes. All right. My wife has a public, you know, if we'd done pre-show planning, like we don't do, um, you'd already have that calculation. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that would have been very professional. My wife has a public pension, uh, and I have 10 years fully vested into a public pension as well, although the monthly payment in 20 years for my pension would be only $1,500 uh, in today's dollars. I look at $40,000 pay increase when I left public employment for my current job. I took a $40,000 pay increase when I left public employment for my current job. Am I on the right track to correct past Mistakes, David. Great question. I love this. And may I say, Dame, is and you don't have to react too much because I know you're actually doing work here. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I'm struggling to see the mistakes. You're living life, man. I mean, is is, is it your fault? Yeah, yeah. We're 43 when you first had kids. I I don't have a problem with that. And you worked in public service. Thank you. Uh, you had a pension. Okay. You didn't do anything wrong. It's just like. Don't beat yourself up. However, you are asking the right question. How can you get on track? Dame, often around here, we express this idea that there's a copious amount of people around the age of 50 that are sort of starting from scratch. And how do you how do you take the next 17 to 20 years to figure it out? So it's with that that I feel like I've purchased you enough time to give us a number of what will uh, Dave Ids <laughs> What will it? What will his uh, nest egg look like at that time? I think David's in better shape than he thinks if he's exactly. able to stick to the plan that he has laid out for us. Because there's even a little bit of information we don't know. There's no employer match listed there. So if there's any kind of match, that's just additional cash going in. But given the information we do know, 
we're starting from a hundred thousand dollar starting point. Uh, roughly eighteen thousand dollars a year is going to go into the four hundred one k and or Roth. Twenty years, eight percent, one almost one point three million dollars. Okay, one point three, uh, and I'm going to say from a buying power perspective, we're going to cut that in half. Mm-hmm. It's going to look like. Oh, actually, let's do it this way. 1.3. Can you do 1.3 times, uh, what do you want? Three and a half percent? What are we doing here? You want to do three or three and a half? Because I'm not doing four. Uh, let's do three. Let's just be okay. super conservative. So we're trying to calculate the income that will be derived from that 1.3 million uh, in today's dollars is uh, what? You wanted that cut in half? Well, just give me the, the straight number, then we'll cut it in half. Okay. 1.3 million times 3% annually is. Well, it helps if I remember how to run a calculator. There we go. Uh, I usually use a calculator. $39,000. Okay, we'll call it 40 because I'm lazy. And so that means that's the equivalent of $20,000 of income. He's also got another $18,000 of income in today's dollars, which will feel like $9,000. So, so far, what we know is he's got $29,000 between his modest pension and his okay nest egg. So $29,000. His wife seems like she's got a, a more substantial pension. And then they will theoretically both have Social Security. I don't know, Dame. It feels like it all adds up to a reasonable place. Yeah, I mean, the, the mortgage seems reasonable for the situation they're in. They're doing a nice job preparing for college for their kids. Uh, so they they hopefully won't feel any obligation to take on additional debt once once those kids get to college. I I think they're on the right track. They figure out costs come down maybe for them a little bit or maybe uh, just uh, roll off the books. Uh, they're not too far off. I don't think so either. Um, I, in, sometimes when we look at these, we're like, well, if you catch a break, you're going to be okay. I don't think these people have to catch a break. And if they do, the break they have to catch is they don't take a beating. Like they just can't have this go a weird direction. Oh, I thought you were telling them to avoid physical violence. Well, yeah, you don't want that either. I, you know, I, I'm okay with this. I, I will say the biggest threat, some 13, 14, Actually, I'm looking at the math here. Let's call it 14 years from now when my boy is 62. If they take on parent plus loans because they make a a, a suboptimal college decision because they're not going to have enough in their 529s to fully pay for college, then the whole thing gets thrown away. Yeah, and that just uh, highlights the importance of needing to have that conversation early and often with your kids as they start to navigate through high school and think of college. Say here is the situation that we are willing to fund make the best decision based off of that and be involved try and figure out exactly what that uh, uh, degree is going to get them and what that roi on that degree uh, bases uh, based off of the cost you're going to pay for it is, is really going to come back to david here's what you do right now walk into your living room and turn off coco melon hmm. and look your kids in the eyes and says daddy needs to talk to you and then they can't, you know, who knows where they are from a speech perspective. And you're, and you need to say, you're not ruining our life, David Jr. And then, and just walk out and take the remote with you. Is that what you're suggesting by early and often, Dave? Yeah, I think that sets the groundwork for some really tough conversations later. Yeah, I think Kristen's out of this one, Dave. Yeah, yeah, me too. Coming up after the break, uh, we are going to revisit our 
2022 stock picks. Who's winning? Who's losing? And and who's going to win the year-end contest? All of that is next, right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. All right. Good, right? One down. Well, wait till Kristen. Is Caitlin going to text Kristen and be like, um, Dame and Peter talking about uh, people sliding into your DMs? There's no way that she's not watching this right now unless she is totally incapacitated. You were off last week and you didn't watch, which you shouldn't. She's on her time off. There's, I hope she's not watching. How much do you want to bet? What, what, what should we wager between us? There. I mean, just, it's small. A cinnamon roll? Another cinnamon roll? I will buy you a dozen donuts if she is watching. See, right that's not now. fair because I, I can't eat the dozen. I mean, I could, but I, I won't eat the dozen donuts. But you're, you're arguing about what we're betting over? All right, Kristen, okay, no, if donuts. you're listening right now, this is how it's settled. I'm sorry. Kristen, if you're settled right now, here are your choices. You can comment in the stream. You can... Why do you do this, Kristen? It's your day off. Now, now I owe this man a dozen donuts. Know your coworker, Pete. Oh my gosh, Kristen. Let me know uh, what uh, you know. Half a dozen goes to you. Let me know what you want. We'll make this work. That's just terrible, Kristen. Very disappointed. No, I'm not. At Dame, when you got in trouble as a kid, mm-hmm. wasn't it the worst when your parents like kept it cool and simply said, "I am so disappointed." Yeah, I was totally. I, it, I mean, that trick does not work on my kids. They oh. just shrug <laughs> their shoulders and like, "Eh, that's uh, just how we roll around here." It works very well with Ted. If like Ted's, you know, acting up, and I'll be like, "Look, man, hey, I just gotta let you know." just really disappointed in this and he just is like he wells up <laughs> um my uh co-soccer coach the head coach of uh the third turn girls soccer team my coach his phrase is if a, if a player does something that's not ideal out there i'm like you are better than that <laughs> you are better than that and like that is that one stings yeah that one stings Okay, um, like I said, you've got to hurry today, so let's move on. What's the, oh, we're doing the stock picks. You got them ready? Stock pick. You're gonna have to like. I'm just gonna ask the question because I don't remember anything. I mean, you know this. I got it. Okay, three, two, one. Back on the Pete the Planner show. Roundabout last year, I believe in December of 21 or maybe January of 2022, Damian Dunn, co-host, and I uh, chose stock picks for the year. We uh, made a prediction of what we thought the individual equity of the year would be, what the worst equity of the year would be, and where we thought the S&P 500 index would end up for the year. Every few months, we revisit where we have been and where we are going, and today is that time. Dame, let's take a look at who's right, who's wrong, and who is going to be crowned predictor of the year and that's not a trophy is it predictor of the year could be be. okay could be okay what do we i just was trying to make it sound official and i i was using words and that's what i got uh please note uh and this will become readily apparent really quick this is not investment advice 
this is not investment. Oh, I don't like how you said this will become apparent real quick. Yeah. So Pete, yeah. we uh, we picked winners. Do you remember who you picked as a winner? Like Nick Cannon, this will become apparent real quick. <laughs> Pete, you picked Cushman uh, Wakefield. Oh, boy. Speaking of needing more real estate, that was a They've good Nick rough. Cannon joke. Is it not it, a good Nick Cannon joke? I don't know what it was referencing, but that's all right. Uh, what? It's got like, uh, no, okay. yeah. uh, they've had a rough year, Pete. Real estate uh, commercial, uh, at I least for Cushman Wakefield, has been rough. Uh, so I said it was going to be the best stock of the year. Best stock of the year. No doubt. Shoe in. Can't lose. Winner. I never said any of that. <laughs> I've never said any of that. I just simply said I thought we were somewhat near a bottom and I was going to let it rise. And And where is it for the year? Good it's going down another 31.86% so far this year. <laughs> so not that's my good. best stock. Yeah, not not good investment advice. Yeah. Okay. Well, never uh, was advice. This is just a game. I uh, essentially cheated and picked Brookshire Hathaway. <laughs> that is cheating. You've chosen a mutual fund. Uh, and I'm down 4.6% for the year. You shouldn't feel good about that. You know what? There, I, listen. There, I'm disappointed, and you're better than that. <laughs> there, there were no stipulations when this this whole exercise was proposed. So I played within the rules that were given to me, and I chose Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, I hope you're happy with yourself. Your mother and I are very disappointed. Well, you know what? I'm kicking your butt, so it's okay. Yeah, it's the your mother and I are very disappointed. Like that's where it's just like, oh, they got a whole group of people who are disappointed. <laughs> you know, that's when your parents give you that. You're media. like, Oh, geez, there's going to be villagers with torches that are disappointed. Just wait till you make your next Twitter update. Uh, attention, I am very disappointed in Child X. Yeah. Okay. Losers. Next. Loser picks, not kids. Loser picks. Okay. Pete, you picked Amazon. Okay. Down for the year despite a stock split. Didn't they split? They split, 20, I think, split, 20 yeah. to 1. <laughs> Down 22.38%. Oh, <laughs> down less than your winner. Down less than your winner. Don't point that out. Uh, I picked Twitter, and thank you to someone very specific. Uh, they're only down 4.28%. 4.28? Uh-huh. So I don't know how to feel about this. I picked a bigger loser, and you're not good at picking losers, but I can write... But both I'm of our losers. Both of our losers are doing better than our winners. This does not matter, and I've pointed this out <laughs> millions of times on the show. But uh, when the whole Twitter news thing came down, I said there is no way that is happening, and I will run the tape. I won't run the tape because I'm not taking the time to do it. But I said that a million times. Yeah. And in light of the bot thing, and then the whistleblower, like it's never happening. Like it's just not happening. It's, it seems highly unlikely. There's just going to be more chaos and headlines and who knows. But it's not happening. All right. Now, where did we line up with the Standard & Poor's 500 index? Pete, if you will remember, both of us really wanted to pick a negative number but thought we ought not just because it, couldn't it, do it. Seemed, <laughs> it seemed inappropriate. But you know uh, what? Isn't that ridiculous? Like that, I mean, that, that itself makes this segment worth your time because we were so uh cajoled <laughs> that's yeah. the word i want 
sure into thinking that like look this thing only goes up it's just gonna go up a little bit less but like that's not how this works we're dummies thanks for listening yeah we absolutely should have just gone with what we know to be reality instead of saying you know what Eh, we'll just be a little bit more modest in our gains but uh if we had gone with our guts we probably would have blown this too pete uh s p 500 is down 14.8 percent for the year right now and what did i predict up seven and i was up four so so you okay so let's go through the winnings and losing you won the winner yep you lost the loser yeah but if you lost the loser you win isn't like a double negative no, because you were just trying to pick the uh, the, the yeah, stock it's like that would lose more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were shorting. Yeah, that's right. Short pick <laughs> of the year. You know what? I feel like if we would have called it the stock to short this year pick, that feels like investment advice. Absolutely, would have been investment advice. So it's better to call it a loser. Yeah, let's just call it losers. Um, you know, next time you're being like an insultive, disrespectful person, and you see someone, you're like, you're instead of calling them a loser. Like, I would short you. I'm, I'm going to totally short you. Yeah. I would short that guy. <laughs> um, okay. And then you won the S&P 500 pick by being less wrong. Correct. And if, for those of you playing along at home, it's been pretty much this way the whole year. I've won two out of three of these categories. So I am comfortably in the lead uh, with, uh, with this challenge and expect to win at the end of the year. Okay. So that was the next question. Where does it go from ear if i was oh, in northern ohio i would say from ear instead of here uh which one are we discussing uh is s&p 500 yeah. just for simplicity's sake um i think it's pretty flat for the rest of the year okay so it's going to end around 14 percent down for the call, year call it 15 yeah okay are you ready for mine yeah oh I'm, i don't know if i'm ready for mine <laughs> i think it's going to claw back and end down four for the year, I think what? it's going to claw back. Yes, I don't know why I think that. <laughs> you know, because if you actually think about the rest of the year, in in you know my second favorite phrase on this show, not to get political. Um, I think what's going to happen with the midterm elections is no matter what happens, it's going to be absolute chaos, absolute chaos. And I and also, that, yeah, and that right. means the market's going to rebound. Well, no, this is why I'm wrong. This oh. is why I'm wrong. I'm telling you why my prediction is terrible. <laughs> I think, okay, so here, okay, man, we got a minute left in the segment and I'm about to, you, I'm going to grab my red yarn and start tying stuff up. Are you ready All right. for this? Let it go. Whatever happens in the midterm, and I don't have a prediction around that. I think it's just going to be a dumpster, right? Dumpster fire. But then here's what I think is going to happen. I think the Department of Justice is going to wait until after the midterm election to charge uh, former President Trump with whatever crimes they're they're going to charge him with. And so when that happens, then I think the chaos gets more chaotic. And I think that brings the market down further. And I just predicted that the market rises near the end of the year. I'm an idiot. Do you buy any of what I just said? Uh, maybe I'm I'm. Gonna have to check my drink over here for alcohol to really buy into some of it, but I yeah, you disagree it, it, with okay the, the the mechanics. You disagree with the mechanics. You think the 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 midterms aren't going to be chaos? 
No, they're absolutely going to be chaos. Okay. Do you uh, do you buy into the idea that uh, that if there's a prosecutor or whatever uh, charges against President Trump, they will come after the midterms? Yes, I completely agree with that. Okay, there we go. I mean, we agree. Yes, lockstep. We're basically the same. <laughs> okay, coming up after the break, if you enjoyed the last segment, boy, who knows what you'll think of the next one. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the show. Right? I mean, I, we can't spend a lot of time talking about this right now because uh, I got to go. Sorry, Jeremiah. Um, so you agree with what I just said? Yeah, I, I'm i not convinced there's going to be any charges. Okay, that's dude, totally fair. I, I, I think this is a really interesting question, and it's funny, actually. Should current POTUS pardon former POTUS to save our 401ks? I'll hang up and listen. That is... Hilarious. Um, interesting. Maybe you and I can have a discussion on it because I'd love to hear your thoughts. I don't want to spend the time on it right now, unfortunately, but I would love to hear your thoughts. I always love sure. your thoughts on this stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm interested in my own thoughts because I don't know what I think. Uh, okay. Who cares? Uh, topic. Uh, your home investment. Right now, pillar. Subscription creep. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let's do subscription creep. Okay. Oh, you think? Or what do you want to do? A home oh, investment so lazy and old, you know? It's like I, okay. yeah, totally. But it's it was out there, so I thought I'd make okay. note of three, two, one. Back on the Pita Planner show, Dame. There's a new phenomenon going around, and no, it's not lifestyle creep. It is subscription creep, where you say, you know, yeah, well, I'll pay that a month. It doesn't seem too bad, and, but then you say that a lot. And by the time you look up, you got three to $400 of, yeah, I can afford that every single month. And you find yourself struggling to meet your financial goals. How real do you think subscription creep is? I, It's 100% real. I mean, I think everybody that's listening at some point has signed up for some free trial and then missed the cutoff to, to shut something down. And all of a sudden you're three months into a subscription. You really hadn't planned on going out past the free trial and it just becomes something you put on autopilot and you notice it really hasn't made that much difference in your monthly cash flow. And every once in a while you like to watch whatever show pops up on your screen, you just ride it. And so all of a sudden you're, like you said, three, $400, into subscriptions and that's life all right at the risk of people saying we're just gonna hear about uh peter's money on this show <laughs> dame i am willing to give you my best that i can recollect my subscription rundown and you are to tell me if i am a subscription creep okay okay so let's start with television we have hulu Okay, we've got Paramount Plus, so I can watch Champions League soccer. <laughs> okay, we have Peacock Plus, so I can watch English Premier League soccer. We've got Apple TV, so next year I can watch MLS soccer. Next year, have, it's not it's not even on right now, but it's next year. But there, there's other things. I was just getting a little. Ted Lasso is not even on right now. Uh, well, but good point. Uh, we actually, no joke, we actually purchased Apple TV originally so we could watch Ted Lasso. Um, and then uh, I think we have Disney Plus. Um, 
as a babysitter. (laughs) Just put the kids in front of Moana. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Um, I think that's the extent. I also uh, have Sirius XM radio for my car. I have Pandora for the office. Okay. So I feel like that's my entertainment subscriptions there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So far, how are you feeling? I think you could do a little bit better, maybe with a bundle with the Disney Hulu ESPN Plus package. You know, maybe consolidate oh, the costs. We also a bit. have ESPN Plus. Ah, okay. So I can watch Siri. Siri. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> are you not okay. counting newspaper subscriptions in this this category either? Um, no, I, I don't have newspaper subscriptions. I mean, I write for two newspapers, but I, I, I have, I have a subscription to the Indianapolis business journal, but it's through work, right? A- athletic. So, uh, I do have the athletic. I do read the athletic. Okay. So yeah, that there's one there. Um, uh, Peloton, uh, membership. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I feel like that's it but until we move on to wine clubs and <laughs> it starts to get a little <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little awkward. Oh boy. <laughs> you know what though? Look, here's the thing. If you can't be honest, why be on the radio? You know, like I'm not interested in people like trying to pretend I, 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 I just, it's just who I am. And so I'm okay with that. Um, I, I don't have a country club membership. Thank you. Facebook user. I got a couple wine clubs. Okay. So there we are. That's, those are my subscriptions. That's it. Okay. I'm probably forgetting like 10. Yeah, I I'd love to get Mrs. Planner's perspective on the other subscriptions that No, but that's pretty bad, I I think. So am I mean, am I a subscription creep? I'm looking at the the TV ones and I'm wondering what that aggregates to versus just a normal cable subscription cost. Like because if, if they add up to something close to what you would normally pay, then it's hard for me to say that's creep it's just you're getting your content through you know that's a good point channel all right so hulu i mean that is actually our core one it's probably 80 bucks a month or something like that paramount the the rest of them are all like five or six bucks a month but how many other one two three four five six seven so that's another 42 or is it wait seven times 12 what's that 84 so i'm probably 100 and what 150 160 a month and in, in yeah. tv and i don't even watch anything other than soccer that's that's a lot of uh, a lot of dollars for that seems uh, like a lot for tv the xm pandora the xm 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 i didn't know people even still did that it's serious xm it's the same company okay whatever i didn't even realize people still subscribe to satellite radio um i do because i listen to howard stern and you can also listen to Sirius FC, which is the soccer channel. Of course. I was to say, I'm pretty sure there's probably a Stern podcast that you could just download the highlights every day. and Only if you're a subscriber to Sirius XM. <laughs> um, but I think other than that, I mean, but that's a lot. What other subscriptions could it be? I mean, people do things like Stitch Fix. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they'll do like those box subscriptions. Mm-hmm. What's the... What's the guy one, the guy centric one where you get like an axe and a coffee grinder? You know what I'm talking about? I, yeah, I, I do, but I can't think of the name of it. No free ads either. Uh, I don't, there's a, you, know, you can subscribe to, well, isn't, doesn't like DoorDash have a subscription or, you know, one of the, it the food does. delivery we don't companies? Have that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, is yours better or worse than mine? Oh, man. Maybe my homework this week will be to go through and figure out all of my subscriptions because there are some, num- uh, some names on there that are 
very familiar to me and some that are just like, ooh, wow, I, I wouldn't have done that. So, yeah. No, you know, no regrets, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a thing for people because it goes back into why buy now, pay later is a problem. It goes back to why credit cards are a problem. And it actually takes me back to being in high school when the Dell computer catalog first started coming out or the Gateway 2000 mm-hmm. catalog started coming out. And it would say, hey, buy this laptop for $11 a month. And I remember as a kid who had a job thinking, well, I'm going to get three laptops because I can easily afford three thirty, $33 a month. I can get three of these things. And I didn't do it. But that's how the brain works. Chunk it down. The one that makes me scratch my head is that uh, we've been offered to buy ink subscriptions for our printer. Do you get those for your home? Ink subscriptions for a printer? No, because uh, like every home printer in America, ours just stops working every 18 months. That's a good point. Yeah. How is that the one piece of technology? Honestly, I'm. this is not a bit. How is the home printer the one thing in the world that the tech world has not figured out how to make a good one? They haven't, they've easily figured it out. It's planned obsolescence. They just want you to buy something else and they're going to charge you through the nose for ink unless you uh, decide to pony up. You are so right. But I mean, I feel like a lot of the problems people have looked at and said, you know what? We've got a solution. But this one, they're just like, you know what? We're not going to create a solution. Do you think there's a DIY printer fix it YouTube station somewhere, YouTube channel somewhere? I think so. There you should know, be. I have an, I, if I, you'd have an inkling that there would be. Inkling. You're hmm. welcome. So where do you see when, when people call your money line, like do you, does your team see a lot of subscription creep? Uh, it's not always brought up as a, a common issue, but when it is, oh boy, uh, we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of subscriptions just because it's convenience. Oh, Amazon. You didn't put Amazon prime in there, did you? Uh, but it's only nine, what? 99 bucks a year. I think it went up to uh, like 120. Yeah, whatever. Um, I, I would say of, of my subscriptions here, I, I have detailed. I, I would de- I think I detailed 200 to 250 dollars of non-wine subscriptions. Hmm. And you're comfortable with that number? Um, yeah, I I I, I mean, okay. look, I'm not proud of the fact that I've got 430 subscriptions but i think if you look at the old you know old like you said old cable packages you look at a gym membership or something like that i mean it's not it's not wild and i would say we use all the we use them i I think that's the other point here that's the key if you don't that that becomes especially problematic yeah if uh, if they're just taking dollars out of your bank account that's where it becomes a big big issue Speaking of taking dollars out of your bank account, what biggest waste of money of the week is trying to take dollars out of your bank account? All that is next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. I'm Pete the Planner. I was clean like a bar of Dove soap. Hmm. 99.7? 97 point? I don't even remember. What is Dove soap? Dove soap. Yeah, didn't they always say they have the percentage uh, for purity on Dove soap? Wasn't it 99.9%? I don't know. Um, All right, Dame, you're not putting your money line uh, breaking news this week and the uh, news update this week, are you? No, I would not do that. Yeah, that seems a bit on the nose. But congrats to you and and, uh, your involvement with our, our big news this week here at your money line. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't 
notice that by the press release, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. Oh, look at you. <laughs> it's only the second time you brought it up. It's great. Oh, damn. Um, you know what? I will say uh, to have that be a press release as opposed to an expose about the inner goings on of your organization, I will take a positive press release. Yeah. Uh, compared to some of the other stories we've seen recently, this is a much better side of the table to sit on. That's right. All right, Dame. Uh, big space of money week. Here we go. Maybe uh, I almost removed it. That would have been hard. Three, two, one. This week's biggest waste of money of the week right here on the Pete the Planner show is... I gotta find it. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> the, uh, the Porsche <clears throat> equipment roof tent. And I, Dame, Porsche, right? Correct. Okay. I mean, every part of me wants to say Porsche. Okay, go ahead. That's fine. Do whatever you want. What do you say? Porsche. Porsche now has the perfect accessory for all the 911s. I mean, and you would say 911, right? Yeah, Is I that would, how yeah. I would say that? Yeah. yeah. Let's start over. Porsche now has the perfect accessory for all the 911 safaris out there. The Porsche Tequipment roof tent. The tent is enclosed in a hard shell case <laughs> and is designed to be carried on the roof racks of the 911 Macon, 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 Cayenne, Panamera, mm -hmm. and Taycan. Taycan? Taycan. When deployed, the tent sleeps two on a polyfoam mattress with quilted insulation, two side in one roof window a ladder telescopes out for entry and exit while waterproof zippers and rain cover keep the elements at bay this tent is on sale now with deliveries starting in november of 2022 dame what do you think it cost to sleep on top of your porsche porsche is uh, notorious for making everything an option so seeing this is just really really funny uh but it is it is a glorious setup uh i will say that this is a twelve thousand five hundred dollar option twelve thousand five hundred dollars is what you think it is dame i don't know what it costs <laughs> But I can tell you, whatever it is, is a complete waste of money. Who wants to camp on top of a Porsche? I mean, there's you... an, no. There's an entire Instagram channel dedicated to somebody who drives theirs uh, with a setup very, very similar to this around the United States and just camps on top of their, their car. I just, I just think it's like, what? Why would you do that? I, I just, the average. How many of these are they really going to sell? Because you step down from your Porsche and you, you, you scratch your car. This doesn't make sense. I have a Kia. I'm not sleeping on top of that. You could, um, you could throw one of these on top of one of the SUVs or the the wagon that they've got, and it would make a little bit more sense. But it's a little aggressive to have it on top of a 911. Dane, what's in the news this week? One year ago today, Pete, one year, El Salvador became the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender an official currency alongside the U.S. dollar. <laughs> but laser-eyed president uh, of El Salvador, that I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, sorry, Mr. President, uh, dream of El Salvadorians buying 
Pupusas with digital wallets isn't quite working out. At worst, the national experiment is being called a total failure, and at best, according to El Salvador's formal, uh, former central bank chief, Carlos Acevedo, no one really talks about Bitcoin here anymore. It's been kind of forgotten. Altogether, the Salvadorian government spent over $100 million of public funds on Bitcoin since its adoption as legal tender, and it's still feeling bullish buying $1.5 million more of Bitcoin in late June. But given Bitcoin's price plunge since last fall, the value of its investment has crumbled by more than half, according to Bloomberg. Pete, a little uh, side note here. El Salvador, I did not know this, El Salvador had a plan to build a tax-free city on the side of a volcano where the restaurants, bars, and sports teams all pay homage to Bitcoin. Well, that's on hold. Those plans are now on hold. In order to build the city, the government plans to raise a billion dollars by selling Bitcoin-backed bonds, but the bond issuance keeps getting delayed for some reason. Don't sleep on papusas, though. They're delicious. Have you ever had a papusa? I, I don't believe I have. Uh, delicious, delicious El Salvadorian treat. Um, yeah, that seems like a, an evil villain thing to do is to build something on the side of a volcano. Exactly. That I thought was, I, mean, I had, it had to go a long way to get there, but I thought the Bitcoin background was important for the, uh, side of a volcano city. Uh, have we had a check-in on Bitcoin prices here recently? No, no, we haven't. I last I checked, which was probably last week, it was under twenty thousand dollars per coin. I noticed today was under, or uh, yesterday was under nineteen thousand dollars. So to the moon, to the, somewhere, to somewhere. Uh, what else is in the news? Uh, Pete, you remember the good old days when we really only complained about the prices of healthcare going up and not everything else around us? Oh yeah, I love well, that. Good news. Premiums for many Affordable Care Act health insurance plans are set to rise sharply next year. Really? Consumers, Yeah, consumers probably won't feel much impact because of enhanced federal subsidies, but small employers are likely to face the brunt of higher rates because they don't get similar help. Uh, insurers on the ACA marketplaces are proposing median monthly premium increases of 10%, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation, which reviewed uh, proposals made by 72 insurers in 13 states but some insurers are seeking rate increases as high as 20%. Dude, I got to be honest, that's 10% is not that bad. Um, your money line healthcare plan, you know, our increase this year, 5%. Uh, really? Must be the stellar health that we all share. It's all of our financial health. Um, you know, I remember 16% being about the average what what our household would experience when we were on the uh, ACA plans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 10 to 20. I mean, look, all things considered, not to be that guy, but that's not that bad. You're that guy. Can I? I totally am that guy. Can I bring up a, a news topic? Yeah, Is this sure. how this works? Do I have to like, clear this with somebody? I, I would have liked to have proofed it before you did it, but we'll, we'll see what, how it does on live radio. Big Rick Swink notes that the roof tent is $4,980. Not that bad, but all the same. Who wants to sleep on a Porsche? Thank you Um, to our research department. Thank you, Big Rick. Um, Dame, Indiana says it's going to tax student loan forgiveness. That was my story. You you want me to read it? Yeah. 
if you're one of the millions of Americans expecting student loan forgiveness, you won't owe federal taxes, but that doesn't mean you're off the hook at the state level. Indiana is the latest to confirm forgiveness will trigger state income taxes, and some borrowers may owe county levies on top of the state income tax. A provision from the American Rescue Plan of 2021 makes student loan forgiveness federally tax-free through 2025, and state income taxes depend on whether and when there's state conformity with federal tax laws. In addition to Indiana, state-level taxation may be possible in Mississippi, North Carolina, Arkansas, California, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, according to a preliminary analysis from the Tax Foundation. So I did a couple media interviews about this this week, and like... I have mixed feelings like everything. I have mixed feelings because I appreciate nuance. Um, not ideal for some people, but if you said, hey, $322 or whatever it is to have $10,000 of student loans forgiven, you're going to take that bet, right? Or you're going to take that deal. Yeah. Or 600 and whatever the double of the $300, $300 uh, figure actually comes out to be for $20,000 in forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take that. I, I mean, is it kind of a, you know, rude little poke to the ribs as you're going through this? Maybe, but okay, you're still getting rid of ten dollars to $20,000 in student loan debt. Here is something that I, I'm going to seem like I'm arguing both sides. Um, and it has to do with my comments a couple weeks ago that all the comparisons of student loan forgiveness to PPP loan forgiveness seem mm-hmm. insincere at best, okay? Okay. I, I, I've said that and I'm on the record saying that. However... I will note that PPP loan forgiveness was not taxed state level. And I think that I have a little bit of a problem with the lack of consistency there. Yeah, I, I could see how you could make that argument. It's tough. I mean, look, hey, the, again, this is complicated stuff. You can have whatever emotions you want, but this is not binary. You can't go, well, this is right and this is wrong. It's, 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 it's tough and it's with that that we punt for the week. Speaking of punting, it's NFL opening weekend. Dame did not join the company Fantasy Football League. I was asked, and then I never got the invite. So no, that's awkward. Uninvited. Yeah. Uh, thanks, everyone. Send you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. This is the Pete the Planner Show. All right. Rick Swink is Bill's Mafia? <clears throat> really? And then he's very happy. Oh, man, they looked great last night. Uh, like, really, really great. All right, Dame, uh, anything? Uh, oh, do you want to give a Colts prediction? Or do you not care? They will play football this year. I know very little about uh, the season, or what to expect this year. Well, I know very little about cars. So Over 500. Over 500. Okay. Speaking of over 500, the Queen of England's net worth was $500 million. And apparently, I think I want to say like, uh, I'm going to butcher that. A lot of it's a lot of it is real estate. Yeah, I don't have a lot of thoughts about the Queen that I really care to share. And respectfully, like you know, just like uh, I don't have to have an opinion about everything. How often do you think she had to update her will? <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, she outlived everybody, so it's just like she she outlived a bunch of people. She probably well, there was in the, there were there were in the will, and then and then she got a bunch of other people involved, and she's like, I don't like that person. They're out of the will. I don't, dude. I'm like I'm way in over my skis here. I have no idea. I've not watched The Crown. I don't. How I'm. Much, you know what? 
thoughts with all those people feel affected by this. That's all yeah. I got to say. I know, it's just not my jam. I will uh, I will cease my question line of questioning on what the queen may or may not have been able to do with her assets. So, um, yeah, you know, oh, it's best we not tread here. Yeah, uh, if no for other reason because we we don't know. Just you and I don't know. I mean, look, we know everything else we talk about. That's it. I got to go. Sorry, Jeremiah. Dame, have a good week. Everybody else, stay getting money.